Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dadon Tolbert. This is Ask Dadon Advice Lunch Hour. Um, I want to talk today about uh, Starbucks. Um, obviously, you know, that's what everyone's talking about right now. That's what's, you know, all over the, the news, CNN, NBC, everyone's talking about it on social media. So I want to talk about the Starbucks incident, um, but you know, if you guys are new to this show, if you're new to me, you know I don't do things from a traditional standpoint. I don't do things from a popular standpoint. I like to keep it real. I like to keep it honest. I like to look at things from a legal uh, perspective. I want to look at things from an honest perspective. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to be uh, politically correct. I'm not here to appease people. I just want to, you know, offer my thoughts on the situation. And, you know, I, I don't want to get into um, you know, right versus wrong, but I want to talk about, um, you know, what happened. I want to talk about why it happened, and I want to talk about what we as individuals, as a community, can do to avoid situations like this and other types of situations from happening in the future. So that's what I want to do from the uh, from the Starbucks uh, you know, uh, standpoint. Um, also, you know, there's a lot of other things going on in the world. You know, there's, uh, you know, we're we're at war. You know, we've we've been at war, with, you know, with, with Syria, um, as well as a few other places. So I want to just you know, talk briefly about that. Um, you know, people have been asking me to, to, you know, what do you think about that Meek Mill situation? You know, I tell them I, I honestly don't care about Meek Mill, but uh, for for the sake of, you know, ask state on, I will, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, briefly touch on. Just my thoughts on I've never did a show on that whole probation violation thing, and I really haven't talked about it. If you guys have been tuned in, a lot more important things to talk about. But um, since we are talking about injustice and civil rights and the legal and, and judicial system, I'll touch on that. Um, you know, everyone's talking about Beyonce and this Coachella. You know, you know, touch on that a little bit. I mean, like I said, a lot of this stuff I, I, I haven't talked about because I just don't care about it. To be perfectly honest with you, um, the longer I do this talk radio thing, you know, there's so much I've talked about, there's so much I want to talk about, and there's just not a lot of time to waste on, you know, on stuff that, uh, you know, I'm just not passionate about. Um, so, yeah, that's what I want to do today. Uh, you guys are, you know, like I said, you guys are always welcome to call in with any comments, questions, feedback, uh, 646-200-0366. Uh, hit the number one on your keypad if you have a comment or question or anything uh, like that. Shout out to everybody listening in on iTunes. I'm also streaming on uh, Facebook Live. Shout out to you guys who are tuned in on uh, on Facebook and uh, and things like that. Um, real quick, guys, before we even jump into it, if you haven't already, download my novel, The Love We Had on Kindle. Go to it right now, Kindle app, you know, download it, The Love We Had by Daydon Tolbert. Check it out. You'll love it. All right. So let me let me start with this. First, first let me just say, uh, rest in peace to Barbara Bush. You know, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a big, you know, I wasn't at all a big Bush, um, you know, fan or anything like that. But, you know, rest in peace to Barbara Bush who passed away uh, the other day. Now, I, I'm, on, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. A lot of people are looking at um, this whole bombing thing. We bombed Syria. Donald Trump launched some, some missile strikes at, at Syria uh, in response to them using chemical warfare and a lot of other social and, you know, political uh, violations of international law, and um, you know, a lot. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on my timeline. People say, "Oh my God, 
we're at war. What did Donald Trump do, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, first of all, what people need to understand, and I'm just talking about this because I know a lot of people literally just don't understand it. The media does a good job of, of, of hiding it and, and, you know, keeping people in the dark about what's going on. But people need to understand, we the, the war from 9-11, <laughs> right, it has actually never ended. Y'all know that, right? Like when when they you know when the when the towers fell down, you know what I'm saying we launched an attack on the quote unquote war on terror, and that was in Iraq, Afghanistan, you know some other places, and you know that war never ended. We were at war nonstop, you know, for the rest of the Bush administration. We've been at we were at war literally at the entire Obama administration. Okay, we were literally at war every single day. Barack Obama was bombing and launching missile strikes. In fact, he has the record for the most, uh, uh, first of all, many records, but the most drone strikes launched internationally, the most civilian casualties. Uh, that was all throughout the last eight years under the Obama administration, nonstop. Uh, Donald Trump is continuing that. Uh, we are continuing the, the you know, missile strikes and things going on internationally. So I just want to, I don't even have a lot to say about it other than that, but for people who think that what's, what we're seeing now, is, is somehow new or, or, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, something specific to Donald Trump, you got to understand, we have never not been at war. Most people don't, can't even think back to a time when we were not at war as a country. Just because it's not front page news, just because it's not, you know, CNN talking about it, we have been at war. Okay, understand that. Um, what else? Real quick, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, Donald Trump nominated the first black woman to be the first uh, Marine Brigadier General. So, um, you know, I don't know exactly how that confirmation process is going to go. Not even 100% familiar with the nomination process, but I know that if, if it, you know, it's significant. Um, I didn't even hear a lot about that in the media, but that is absolutely very significant. It will be a huge step for African-American people. She will be uh, viewed as a pioneer, uh, the first ever. So let's, uh, you know, shout out to, uh, you know, that situation. Um, a lot of things going on, in, you know, in entertainment. Like I mentioned, the whole Beyonce thing. You know, I, I, like I said, I don't, I didn't even watch it to be quite honest. With you. you guys have heard me talk a lot about Beyonce, um, a lot of the, the the demonic and satanic symbolism that it can commonly be seen throughout her performances and videos and, and, and you know other images. Um, and I'm sure that the Coachella performance was was nothing short of that. Uh, I didn't watch it. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. We'll see. I'll let you know. Um, but one of the things I need people to do, and I said this online, is people losing their minds, like going crazy, crying, like, oh, my goodness, it's the best thing in the world. It's like I need you all to relax, all right? Just kind of stop what you're doing. Take a deep breath. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all right. It's going to be cool. And I, she's a great performer, absolutely. Um, when I talk about Beyonce or other entertainers, um, it's not from a – usually it's not from a – talent standpoint. You know, no one is taking away from Beyonce's talent. No one is taking away from, um, you know, other positive things that I'm sure she does in the community. Um, however, we, it, it's important as African, and, you know, and this is all tied in to what I'm going to be talking about in regards to Starbucks. It's important for us to acknowledge that there is an agenda at work. There is an agenda at play from the powers that be the, the, the people who are in control of the media and movies and film, TV, there's an agenda to poison, literally poison our kids, poison us, 
to destroy family, to, to, to take away respectability, to influence uh, sexuality and promiscuity uh, and, and downright prostitution. We've seen that with, with Beyonce, Little Kim, Nicki Minaj, and now recently Cardi B. We have to, you know, really acknowledge what's happened. You know, when you have little girls, you know, little boys looking up to these idols, you know, and, and uh, you know, idolizing them, and, you know, you, it's, it's important to say, okay, what message are they putting forth? Is this positive? Now, it would be great to say, hey, look, you know, we, you know that's on the parents to, uh, to control, but unfortunately, a lot of the parents are the main targets. So when you get the parents and you, you, you know, publicly, um, uh, you know, put someone in place that is accepted into these households, you know, then you can just have free reign. The parents are cool with it. The kids end up being cool with it, and that's how the message spreads, and that's what's been poisoning our kids. You know, it starts with these cartoons, and so, you know, yeah, Starbucks is, you know, it's a problem, but there are, listen, there are so, so, so many more important things. If y'all want to boycott, hit me up. I can tell y'all so many things way more important and way more uh, damaging to us as a people, spiritual warfare that's right in front of our faces every single day, you know what I mean, and that, that is really significantly killing us, you know what I mean, spiritually. You know, what does the Bible say? You know what I mean? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know what I'm saying? This this whole flesh and blood thing, this whole black versus white thing, that's not the real issue. That's not the real problem. Yeah, it's, a, it's an issue. Yeah, it's bad. You know what I'm saying? But there, that, if you biblically, there are tons of things more more uh, damaging. All right? Cardi B. You know, I said online, I said, look, if if, if Cardi B's album, Dropping is the highlight of your week. <laughs> I said I need you to stop. You know that's the hashtag. The hashtag is stop. There's so many things. Some people might ask, "What's this hashtag all about?" I said the hashtag is about people. Things that I want to see stopped. There's so many things that you know we get hype about, we get passionate about. You know, and, and a lot of people are excited about someone talking about f them, then I get their money. Uh, f them, then I like what? That's prostitution. What you mean, F them, then you get the money. You have sex with somebody and they give you money, you're a hoe, you're a prostitute. That is not anything that should be celebrated, you know. And if you tuned in last week or the week before last, my show was on Why Men Cheat, Be Careful, where I did probably one of the realer shows that I've done in quite some time. It was a step-by-step analyzation of that particular song. And I used that song as a backdrop, excuse me, a backdrop, to explain exactly why men cheat. So if you're a woman, if you guys are, you know, have been cheated on or you're sick of these dudes out here acting a certain type of way and you want to know why they do it, you definitely want to go ahead and Google, you know, uh, be careful why men cheat on the Daydon Tolbert Show. Go to daydontolbertshow.com. You know, listen to that show. It'll change your life. Um, but, yeah, you know, like I said, it, it, I said if you support Cardi B, who, in my opinion, and it's not even opinion, this is a fact. I mean, it's, it's common sense. This is someone who sets black women back 100 years. I said, you know, if that's, if that's who you support, if that's what you're into, I said, please don't talk to me about boycotting Starbucks. That is hypocritical. It is a contradiction in terms. You cannot support someone who is damaging us as a people, you know, internally. And she's not even black. 
You know what I'm saying? That's debatable. We can talk about that. But it's not somebody said, well, you know Cardi B is not black. I said, okay, you're part of the problem. I said, because if you're worried about her specific nationality and that's your defense of Cardi B, you missed the point. I don't care if she's purple. You know what I mean? She could be, you know, white, whoever. But if millions and millions and millions of black people are supporting someone who's putting forth a negative image, it doesn't matter what her, you know, her race is. You know, it's the effect on us. That's the problem. So you can't be passionate about Starbucks because that, let me just tell you something. What we do is we have a big problem as a community. We have a big problem with playing the victim. We are, you know, we get real hype when a white cop does something to us. We get real hype when Donald Trump says something about it. We get real hype when it's something that they collectively do to us. But what about the boycotts for things that we do to ourselves? Where is the passion? Forget the boycotts. Where's the passion? You guys know how many people were killed since the Starbucks incident? I'm not talking about just killed. I'm talking about black-on-black crime, black-on-black violence, black-on-black murders in the hood by us to us. How, I mean, does anyone even care how many people – forget you know, someone getting arrested for, you know, detained for a few hours. You know, they had to, you know, they lost. They, it was an incident. But y'all know people actually died, right? You know there are actually Christians who are being beheaded in other countries just for expressing their love for Jesus Christ. So forgive me if I'm not, you know, jumping up and down because a couple two guys, you know, were inconvenienced and Starbucks, was it racially motivated? I'll talk about that. But y'all got to understand, there are bigger things going on out here, man. Like, I couldn't wait to do this show because sometimes I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone. You know, I wonder what, how people get so upset over things like you, they didn't die. I mean, even if you, you want to look at Trayvon Martin, even if you go look at Tamir Rice, even if you want to look at, you know, Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, like, people lost their lives. There are people losing their lives every single day, and we get so mad over things that are like, that are, I'm not going to minimize it. I don't want to minimize certain things. There are things that are happening that are bad. But the way I was brought up, the way I try to live my life today and, and every day is, you know, we are blessed. You understand that? We, we, we all, if you, let me tell you something, if you have an internet connection right now to listen to this show, I don't want to hear nothing complaining out of your mouth, right? If you're at your desk listening to this show, if you're in the gym, you have $35 for an L.A. fitness membership or wherever you go, you're blessed. There are people living out here in poverty. There are people losing their lives. There are people with cancer and HIV and, you know, loss of limbs and, like, so much stuff. Don't even know where their meal is coming from. The next meal is coming from, you know, and, we, and there are people out here complaining. You know, I mean, that, that's just, that, like I said, I, that, may, that may be different. I know that's not popular. I know that's not what people want to hear. End of the day, even those two men are blessed. They had money to be able to go. They ain't buying nothing, but they, I'm sure, had money to be able to go to Starbucks. So what are y'all complaining about? But, yeah, 
So 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 if 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 you support Cardi B, if you're one of these people that's flooding my timeline every day about Donald Trump complaining, 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 if you're losing your mind over Beyonce, like just you know just stop it. There's so there's so much more going on. Meek Mill, come on, stop it. Meek Mill is a criminal. Okay, Meek Mill is a criminal. He's not only he's a criminal, he raps about criminal uh, you know things. He glorifies drug use. He uh, glorifies violence. Um, you know, sexuality, promiscuity, like this, the whole thing. Like, I mean, Meek Mill is just one, but you know, this is not someone who it's disgusting. It, let me just tell you this: disgusting to see Meek Mill being used as some type of martyr, some type of civil. I can't even say it. I can't even say it. I cannot say civil rights activist or, or, or anything like that. It's disgusting to see, you know, obvious negativity uh, being, being, you know, put up on a, on a platform to be celebrated. You understand? I mean, there's so many other people, there's so many other causes that are more worthy of a, a, a march or a rally or a boycott or even a hashtag, Free Meek Mill. Y'all aren't even talking about Free Mumia. Most people don't even know who Mumia is. And y'all talking about Free Meek. Mumia Abu-Jamal is still in jail. You know what I mean? Y'all are more hype and more passionate about about Meek Mill than you are Mumia Abu-Jamal. And there are people listening, I promise you. There are, I mean, no disrespect to y'all, but y'all know there are people out there. There are people listening right now who like who are googling. Let me Google who's who's Mumia. Let me see who Mumia is. So what's that all about? How you not know who Mumia is, but you know who Meek Mill is? I don't even want to. You know what I mean? But that's a problem. Was Meek Mill's, uh, you know, situation is his situation racially, uh, you know, motivated? Did he get a raw deal? Listen, here's the thing. The, the criminal justice system is, is not for us. Let me just say that. I'm, I'm make, uh, trust me, I'm make, we're going to talk about Starbucks. Oh, absolutely. But it's important to understand that this criminal justice system is specifically designed to incarcerate, to, uh, you know, whatever else you want to say. It's designed to keep us down, specifically African-American men. It goes all the way back to slavery. What the heck was the first thing that they did when they put us in chains? They made, they they you know, imprisoned the black man. The, the, you know, they separated the family, put him in chains, and then they made the black women whores. Right? That's what they did. The the the, the plantation owners, they took the women. They they made them their personal sex slaves. Made them strip and twerk and all this other stuff that people think is cool today, but that's what they were making them do in those back rooms while the men were being beaten and whipped and chained and couldn't do anything to protect their family. And so the same thing is going on in 2018. They're imprisoning the black man, putting him in chains, putting him behind uh, bars, and they're, but they're, they're poisoning the black women to the point where they're making them whores, they're making them promiscuous, they're making people think that, you know, acting like Cardi B, acting like you're a, a bisexual or something like Nicki Minaj, or doing all this crazy freaky stuff, like, that's cool. That's to be celebrated. Beyonce, too, she's the ringleader, and that is this, it's having the same effect. These young girls are growing up thinking that that's what's cool, and so as a result, 
we see so we see the black family being broken up. We see the black family being destroyed before it can even get off the ground. Everyone wants to talk about why so many black women are single because that's they've been poisoned, they've been brainwashed. You know, and and until we we start we open our eyes and see the agenda that's at at, at hand, it, it's not going to change. So no, I do not care about Meek Mill because he brought this upon himself. When you know what a, that a system is systematically uh, put in place to destroy you, and then you go ahead and you you know you do something to put yourself in jail, and then you get out, you're out on probation. And then you want to do stupid stuff like popping willies and riding dirt bikes through streets? Guess what? That's a probation violation. You're failing drug tests. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get a bad judge who's probably more of a, a stickler and, you know, have a, an axe to grind against? Absolutely. I mean, she happens to be black, but no matter what, the race, you know, she's, I mean, she's, she has it out for him. Absolutely. But when you know that, and this is this ties directly into Starbucks. When you know something, you gotta be that. Like he knew he had that judge. He knew that before he got. Like you know what I'm saying? When he went to jail, the same judge. He's been dealing with her for the last several years. So it's like if you know you got a hard ass for a judge, you that should tell you. All right, let me just chill. All right, y'all are fighting. I'm gonna walk the other way. No, I'm not gonna try to break it up. No, I'm not gonna jump in. I'm gonna walk the other way. Okay, y'all riding bikes? All right, cool. Let me know. Uh, hit me up when you get back. You cannot do the same things when you know the situation. And y'all see exactly how that ties in on what I want to talk about with this Starbucks incident. Now, before I talk, I'm gonna talk I want to talk about the actual incident. All right, I'm going to talk about that. All right. But before that, I want to just, you know, I see a lot on social media. I couldn't. I was like shaking. I couldn't wait to talk today. This stuff has been bottled up for the last like week or so. But one of the things that I see is there are so many people on Facebook, on Instagram, they will start their day mad. When I mean, like when I wake up, I wake up about five thirty. I, you know, my my wife is up. You know, I get my son dressed. I, you know, get, help my get my daughter dressed. Take them to school. Like, my day is positive. I woke up great today. I'm still in a great It may not seem like it, but I'm just hyped right now. But I'm in a great mood. Every day is a great day. You understand? I try to start the day off with a Bible verse, some type of inspirational scripture, pray. You know, so one of the things I said online was, before you start your day complaining about Starbucks, I said, give some praise to Jesus. That's what people need to be doing. And if you're the type of person where you, you start your day off talking about Donald Trump, you start your day off with some negativity, chances are you're a pretty negative indiv- individual throughout the day, you know? And and I think we need to get away from that, you know? And, and my thing is I have a very short um, fuse for – or I shouldn't say fuse, but a short tolerance level for negativity, so if you're negative, don't even come on my page. If you're negative or you have something negative to say, keep that to yourself. Now, that doesn't mean that we can have a great debate, but if you're just a negative person, if you're a hater, you know, I don't, you know, I said online, I said don't let negative 
hateful individuals stop you from having a great and productive day? I said, you know, and, and Facebook is filled with them. You know, my, my page isn't filled because I get rid of them. So that's the first thing I want to say. And so this whole thing, the Starbucks and all this other stuff that's going on, we can talk about it. But if you're if the if you're talking about it in a manner that is negative and just pessimistic, you know, because I'm an optimistic person. But if you're just a pessimistic person, a negative person, like you ever have people that don't have nothing, like they don't like no pictures, they don't you know leave no encouraging comments, they still don't even wish you happy birthday on your timeline. Like they don't have nothing positive to say. But the one time they want to comment, the one thing they have to say is always something. They get rid of those people, not just off of Facebook, but out of your life. They are negative cancers to society. All right? So, so that, that was that. But, you know, so like I said, start your day off, neg- off positive and, 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 try, and continue it in a positive manner and start with giving some praise to Jesus Christ. That should come first. Now, now, aside from that, I said online, and, re- and here's the thing. I said this online the, around, the, I think, the day after the Starbucks. But I said, the way people complain, I said, you think they grew up in slave times. You know what I'm saying? You think that they grew up in the Jim Crow era. I said to stop complaining. Hashtag stop complaining. Now, that's a fact. All right? There are a lot of people out here who are just negative. And we, we live in a society filled with, where the media, it, 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 it perpetuates the negativity. It encourages the negativity. Everything that you see on the news is negative. You ever notice that? It's for ratings. It's for drama. You know, it's for ad dollars. So if you see my see my, my parents see my grandparents, they grew up down south, you know what I'm saying? And like we we are so far removed from slavery that a lot of us can't even imagine what that's like. You know what I'm saying? Like not being able to read, not being able to eat, go to the bathroom when you wanted to, literally having to sweat for twelve hours, twenty four hours a day in a you know in a uh, cotton field. Now, if they were complaining, I, you know, what I, mean? I could understand that. But like some people, and that's not to minimize the things that we go through on a daily basis. I'm sure there's things everyone has things that they go through. But the way people complain on social media, you think that that was them. You think that they was out in the cotton field. I know I live a blessing. I don't have nothing to complain about. I tell you all the time. My biggest, you know, concern or my biggest dilemma is which car to drive or, you know, what time to go to the gym or, you know, my daughter having an attitude and not wanting to, you know, eat her breakfast and, like, something crazy, like, it's nothing, you know. And so if, if that's the type of life you live, you know, or you're not living in a, in, a, in a cotton field, then stop complaining, all right? You know, this isn't Jim Crow. Now is that not is that just is that me saying that we should not be passionate about social injustice? You know, is that saying that we should not you know stand up for our rights? That has nothing to do with that. We absolutely should, but you can do that in a not. See, what people need to understand: complaining 
is totally different from social action. I'm the director of social action for my fraternity in my, my local chapter. And so it's a lot of programs that, that we organize and things like that. And so, but that's a lot different from complaining. You see what I'm saying? You can bring about change to things that matter but still be positive when doing it. Let me tell you some, a, a story just to put things into perspective. I, I buy and sell cars. I'm a dealer. And I bought this car from this guy. He was, he was selling online. You know, sometimes I buy cars, you know, privately to sell. And I met him, and, and he was a big guy. He was like maybe, you know, 6'2", like I want to say like, at least 350, 400 pounds maybe. And, I, you know, he's thin, you know, couldn't, couldn't really walk. And I'm like, yo, you all right? He's like, yeah. Like, bro, uh, uh, like, like, breathing like that. I'm like, yo, you, you good? He's like, yeah, let me just go get the title for you. And he's like, hold on. He, he had to go up the steps to his, his house. And he had to take, like, five minutes before he could walk up the steps. I said, yo, you need a hand? He's like, no, nah, just give me a minute. I'm good. He said, yeah, man, I, got a, I have a heart issue. I'm on a uh, heart transplant list. I said, man, I pray for you, man. I said, I hope that comes through for you. I was like, are you close? Is it close to come in? He was like, nah. He's like, I'm, you know, he's like, I'm like, that heart ain't coming. I was like, dang, for real, is there anything that you can do? He's like, nah, man. He's like, honestly, I don't, you know, I probably won't be here next month, man. So I'm just, I'm showing you this car for cheap. So I'm just trying to get my affairs in order. I, you know what I mean? I, I can't drive that car. He's like, dang, man, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, and he was like, he wasn't, wasn't much older than me. And so, and that that just happened, like, what's today? Thursday happened, like, what, like Sunday. You know, and, and it's like pretty hard for me to get mad or complain about what I'm going through or even 99.9% of the stuff I see on the news because there are people who are really dealing with stuff like he he specifically said, I probably won't be here next month. And the way he looks, he's probably right. You know, say a prayer for that man. But so, and all of this ties into Starbucks. This is one of the things I said about about Starbucks. I said people are more mad at Starbucks than they are the countless number of people shot and killed every day in the hood. You know, that's that's a problem. Because it's all the same, right? It's all social action. It's all injustice. If a cop kills a black man and a black or a black man kills a black man, it's still the same injustice, right? If a white cop harasses a black guy or a, a, a white cop harasses a black it's still the same injustice, right? If, 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 a, if a black Starbucks manager harasses two black men in Starbucks, it's the same as if a white person does it, right? It's still harassment, right? You know, and so what I'm saying is, it's we need to be we need to not allow the media to dictate our level of passion. Like ninety percent about this stuff that, that that people get hyped out about on social media, and and the media likes to hype up and oh we should boycott this. Like I, I don't I don't get hyped. I get hyped about what I get hyped about, what I'm passionate about. You know, what people need to understand is the media has an agenda to incite a race war. Don't y'all understand that by now? Y'all haven't noticed that by now? Every single day, the whole Donald Trump racism thing is front page news. And, you know, they took that and ran with it for months. You know, Starbucks, you know, 
all these murders. I mean, think about it. Really think about it. Why do race-related killings, or I shouldn't say race-related killings, but killings where you have a white officer versus a black victim, why is that more important than a black man killing another black or even a black cop killing a, a black man? What's the difference? Why is that? Why is one front-page news on CNN and the other you don't even hear about? They're both killings. Let's just say they're both police-involved shootings. It's because the government slash media, they are hand-in-hand. They're controlled by the same people. They have an agenda to incite a race war. Why? To distract from the real issues, spiritual warfare. You know, actual war, we're, we're at war, we've been at war. They don't want you focusing on that. They don't want you focusing on the fact that, you know, they want the power to stay with the rich and powerful and be taken away from and being able to control, you know, the people, the poor, the middle class. That's what this whole thing is about. So how do you put that agenda in place? You put that agenda in place by doing what you've been doing. You control the money, but then in order to have success with that agenda, what do you got to do? Well, first you got to take away the guns. You know, you know what I'm saying? You got to take away the guns because when you have the when you and the citizen, and that's where this whole gun control thing is is coming from. This whole you know uh, sensible gun laws and this and that. That's what's going on. You know, you can't have the people be armed. You know, and I talked about this a few weeks ago when I did my special on uh, on gun control and, and that whole, you know, situation. Check it out if you, if you missed it. You know, but there's an agenda at work, guys. All right, there's absolutely an agenda at work. All right, and we have to understand it so you can be able to fight against it. You know, we, we don't see people wanting to boycott none of this stuff. There's a freaking Baphomet. I posted the link over in the Friends of the Day on Topper Show. Most people don't even know what Baphomet is. Baphomet is a, you know, is a demonic and satanic image similar to Jesus and the cross, but just for Satanists. And that image is all throughout these kids' cartoons that, you know, they're showing Nickelodeon and, and uh, Cartoon Network. I can't tell you all the, the, the crazy stuff I've seen, even in these movies. Clear and blatant demonic and satanic symbolism literally being flooded in over the movie screen, the TVs, you know, and if you study Satanism like I do and understand it, it's like, you're like, whoa, I put a lot of people onto it. They're like, oh, snap, I'm glad you told me about that. Now I know what I'm looking at. So that's what I'm saying. If y'all want to boycott stuff, that's stuff that's really happening. That's really important, you know. But let's talk about Starbucks. So. And a lot of people don't even realize I've been talking about Starbucks, but you'll see. I'll make everything plain. You'll see. So let's talk about the actual incident, right? So I'm in, I live in Philly. You guys are, and a lot of people listen from different parts of the country, different parts of the world, whatever. But I live in Philly. And, you know, I've never been to that Starbucks. I don't even go to Starbucks. I don't drink coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. But I'm familiar with the culture. Um, I've met actually I've met I've had business meetings in Starbucks um, on occasion uh, in places like Starbucks and so you know so what these two men were were doing there was not a problem okay that was not a problem you know meeting up at Starbucks you know is not an issue in fact I'm I'm always on the go. 
And so a lot of times I have to go to the, I might have to take a leak. So I may stop and, you know, here's the thing. A lot of these, a lot of business I do is in the hood. You know what I mean? Like a lot of places like North Philadelphia, um, just different places. And a lot of places, depending on where you go, will tell you, or no, it's really in the hood. You know what I mean? It's, it's really in there. You go to a white neighborhood, you know, you can use their bathroom 90% of the time. But when you're in the hood, they put a sign up, no public bathroom. You know, you know how that goes. But so these men go into the, you know, the, the store downtown, the Starbucks downtown. They say, and this is what's being reported. Let me just say, this is what's being reported. This is what, because at the end of the day, guys, we had nobody. We really have no idea what happened. Let me just put that out there. We have no idea. Literally, we know what the video showed us, which isn't a lot. We know what the, there was an interview with these two young men. We know what they said. I believe there's an interview of the of the manager that she did. We heard the 911 call. But at the end of it, it's like choppy. We don't really know what happened. Like for example, there was a couple. Of, there's a couple of videos circulating. I posted. There's the, there was an incident at LA Fitness. There was another incident at uh, what's that? Is a department store. And it's like you see the whole thing being videotaped. So it's like okay, you can like this is what actually happened. You can see the dialogue. You can see it, you know, play out. So we can say, okay, Dad, wow, that's crazy. But this situation, we're piecing it together. We really have no idea what happened. Even with situations like, like you know, rest in peace, Trayvon Martin, different things. We really have no idea what happened. You know what I'm saying? So if you look at what what we see, they or what they what, what they what the the claim is, they came into the Starbucks. Say you know, ask the manager, you know, can I use the bathroom? Now, then the manager says, you know, it's for, you know, paying customers only. Now, here's the thing. Let me just say my, my thoughts on that. Like I said, we have no idea. why. This is all speculation. Just like I'm talking about this, giving my opinion, everyone's, other people are doing the same. We really have no idea. But I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet. I'm going to say that. There was some dialogue there. You know what I mean? Like, no one's stupid. Like, can we cut the crap? I mean, I mean, all jokes aside, can we cut the crap? Can we stop acting like, and I don't care who it is. I, listen, I'm probably the one of the most mild-mannered, you know, respectful people. You know, I, I grew up around white people. I, I went to white universities and, went, you know, different schools, worked in corporate America for many years. I know absolutely how to handle myself and protect myself around white people and people of other races. Trust and believe. If I go into an establishment and I, you know, I got to take a leak. I've been out all day. Hey, I, I plan. I'm, you know, I'm meeting a friend here. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm probably gonna get some, but we're waiting for my 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 uh, associate. You know, I just need to go to the bathroom real quick. You know, and they say no. <laughs> Listen, it's gonna be a problem. What you mean, no? I mean, uh, come on, let's, can we, can we for a second cut the crap? If, if you, well, if I'm with my daughter, if I'm with my wife, if I'm with my son, my daughter, hey, she, my daughter's got to go to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? She, she can't make it. Can she use your restroom? No, you got to buy something first. What? You must be out your mind. I'm, I'm using you. I'm using your restroom. That's just me personally. You know, that's anyone. 
And even whether you take it to that level or not, you're going to feel some type of way. And 90% of African Americans, 90% of people are going to let that person know how you feel in, in, in a very uh, authoritative way. So, like I said, I wasn't there. But I'm willing to bet there was a dialogue between those two individuals. There was some type of dialogue between the manager and those two young men. I'm pretty sure. Like I said, I don't know. No one knows. But I'm pretty sure they say, hey, can I use the restroom? She says, no, it's for paying customers. Oh, okay, cool. You know what I mean? I'm going to return to my seat and wait for my associate. I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. Okay. I'm pretty sure there was a little bit more dialogue there than that. There may have even been some choice words there. I don't know. Like I said, this is all speculation. But anyone who's, who's you know what I mean, so if we're using common sense, if we're using likelihood, how many people do you know that's going to be that's going to allow themselves to be disrespected and discriminated against, and you not let that person know how you feel about it? Come on, do you think when George Zimmerman was totally out of line, chasing Trayvon Martin down, harassing him? That Trayvon Martin just, you know, didn't say nothing back to George Zimmerman. I mean, let's, I'm just using that as an example. I know if George Zimmerman was hounding me and I'm walking around my neighborhood, I'm like, yo, who the hell do you think you're talking to? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who do you think you're talking to? It's going to be a problem. You know, and so we need to stop acting like no, there were no words exchanged, like it was all one-sided. Because that's probably not what happened. So now, again, is that to justify what George – of course not. Absolutely not. But, like, you know what I mean, just to put it in the proper context, to re- if you, and we're talking about Trayvon. I did a whole show about Trayvon. Trayvon beat George Zimmerman's ass, and George Zimmerman was a coward, and he shot him because he was getting his ass beat. He was getting his head pounded against the pavement. And so he put up his gun and shot, with, so shot him in an upward position, right, because he was on, on his back getting his head pounded in by Trayvon. That's what happened. You know, and the reality is, as black men, we are not going to allow ourselves to be disrespected by the white man, or really anybody for that matter, but specifically by the white man, or in this case, the white woman. I know I wouldn't. So I don't see why anyone would think that they would. A lot of people, and I've been talking about this in different, you know, uh, settings, different forums, people have made this about a right versus wrong thing. Okay, the guys were right, the the black men were right, and the white woman was wrong. For me, this isn't about right versus wrong. This is about how we can avoid these situations from happening in the future how we can de-escalate situations that involve racial discrimination, okay? If those would have been two white men going into the store in the Starbucks, hey, you mind if I use your restroom? Oh, yeah, it's right over there. Cool. Like, of course that's the issue. No one's stupid. Of Of course it was about race. 
that's not a you know what I mean that's not a question. Okay, that anyone with a with two with a brain can see that this was a racially motivated situation. Okay, that's not my issue. My issue is how could those men better handle this situation? Okay, so like I said, I believe that there was some dialogue between the two. She says, "Can you leave?" You know, she's like, "You know what? You know, just get out. Just, just you know, what I mean? just leave." They're like, "What? I'm not leaving." You know, what you mean you're not leaving? I'm asking you to leave. And at that point, it's already an issue. Like at that point, it's like a, it's a conflict. It's about it's already past the point of okay, you can use the bathroom. Okay, you need to order. So at that point, it's already like a, a a major issue. It's like okay, I'm calling the cops. You're refusing to leave. Okay, this is one of the things that I need to let people understand from a legal standpoint. A lot of people don't, and I try to explain this many different times on social media. They say, well, why were they arrested? They were arrested because they're black. No, no, no. They were not arrested. See, this is what people don't understand. They were not arrested because they were black. They were targeted and they were denied access to the restroom because they were black, most likely. But they were not arrested for being black. They were arrested for trespassing. Okay, that's what people. That's like the focal. And I've been waiting, waiting to be able to say that so people can really hear it and understand it. See, now people say, "Well, hold on, they weren't trespassing." No, no. See, a lot of people don't understand the legal definition of trespassing. Then, if you think that those men were not trespassing, you yourself, sir or ma'am, do not understand the definition of trespass. Let me explain it to you. Now. First of all, were they trespassing when they were sitting in, 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 in Starbucks to begin with? No. Were they trespassing when they asked to use the bathroom? No. They became criminals. The event became criminal trespassing the moment when the manager said, I'd like you to leave. Okay? That when they said, no, I'm not leaving, when they say, no, I'm going to sit here, you have no right to put me out. At that very moment, they became criminals. That's a fact. At the moment, you might disagree, but that's a fact. At the moment when they said, no, I am not leaving, you, you're in a public and privately owned establishment. If you refuse to leave a publicly, excuse me, a public place, okay, that is privately owned, when you are instructed to leave by management, you are now trespassing. You guys, so I want to make sure everyone's okay with that. Everyone understands that. So there's two definitions of trespassing. If I break into your house, right, like right now I break into your house, that I'm trespassing. That's one instance of trespassing. But this, that's not what that was. The trespassing that they were guilty of was refusing to leave. If I invite you into my home, right, and then I, we have a disagreement, I say, you know what, get out. They say, well, I ain't getting out your crib. I'm not leaving. You're not? At that very moment? Well, at that very moment, I'm probably going to you know, take steps to remove you from my house. But at that very moment, you are a criminal. You are now guilty of criminal trespass. So please understand. At that moment, what we have here is those two individuals 
are criminals and trespassing in Starbucks. And no one in the media is talking about that. Now, I'm going to talk about the racial piece of it because a lot of people are saying, well, it's also a crime to be discriminated against in a public, privately owned estate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I've heard people, I'm going to talk about that. Give me a few minutes. Now, these two gentlemen were on Good Morning America. Now, they are saying, well, you know, the whole situation, hey, caught, you know, they, she called the cops after two minutes and they had no idea why they were being, come on. Listen, I've been in branch management for many years and I've had to call the cops a few times on individuals that were in the bank, maybe wanting fees refunded or, you know, other issues, and they refused to, oh, I'm not leaving to you to uh, you refund these fees, these overdraft fees. Oh, you're not leaving? I'm going to ask you to leave. And I'm not, that, I'm not a call the cops type of person. I, I may have sat with people for maybe a half hour, or, you know, to the point where it, it was no other way to de-escalate the situation. It's like, all right, I gotta, you know, I have to call the police because you're, you know, at this point you just you're refusing to leave, and it's been an extended amount of time. I'm pretty sure, I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was after a number of, you know, uh, you know, directives to leave the the premises. Again, I don't know that, but just have being in man- been in manager myself. Usually calling the cops is like a last resort. That's when you call the cops when you feel like there's nothing else you can say, there's nothing else you can do to fight a situation to remove these individuals, so that's the last resort. And if you're in management, that's frowned upon. Like you don't want drama at your place of business. You know what I mean? You just don't. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a situation where, like I said, I used to be in banking, and like in the winter, not even the winter, but just period, like, we had this parking lot, and, like, people were parking in the parking lot. Now, we had a policy. If you have people that are not conducting bank business, uh, you know, then you can call the tow truck, you know, call the tow truck, and they will have them towed. That was the, that was the corporate policy, but it was up to management discretion whether or not you wanted to call the tow truck. I think, you know, in fact, I think I probably did that one time because they left the car overnight. But if somebody parked there and ran to the store real quick or did something, came back 10 minutes, 15 I'm not calling the, the cops. I'm not calling the tow truck. So I think that we have to really take a look at, you know, what's happening, what had prior to that. And I say we'll never know. We will never know exactly what happened, what actually transpired, you know, on that day in that instance. We just know what the, 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 the brothers said. We know what the police say. All right? So – Here's the thing. So what happens? The police come. The customers are still refusing to leave. All right? The police, you know, and I saw a video today where the police were explaining to them. They said, well, you say, okay, we're going to arrest you. The guy said, and he, I heard this with my own ears. I don't know if people heard this or saw this particular video, but the police say, oh, we're arresting you for trespassing. Like, what? Yeah, we're arresting you for trespassing. Put your, you know, turn around, put your hands down your back. They handcuffed him. Now that's not what the, the I saw the interview on Good Morning America. That's not what they uh what that wasn't what they said. But I saw the video and it was explained to them why they were being arrested for for, for criminal trespass. Now here's the thing for me. You know, and we can talk about the racial piece of it, and, and I'm and I'm going to. But 
if you guys understand how an arrest works, you know, and they were arresting, they were detained until about 2 o'clock in the morning. The prosecutor declined to uh, file charges, and they were released. If I'm not mistaken, I'm sure some of my lawyer, you know, friends could speak about this uh, uh, better, but if you, when you're arrested and you're put into the system, like you're arrested, like that's, that's on your record. You ever notice how they say on a job application, have you ever been arrested, right? Have you been, ever been arrested? Um, and, and that, which is a different question from have you ever been convicted of a crime? A lot of applications and a lot of different, different types of applications, not just job applications, have you ever been arrested? Now, if you've been arrested, you could be arrested but then released, you know, two hours later, never charged with a crime. But if I'm not mistaken, and again, like I said, my legal people, y'all let me know, you're still arrested. That's the, you, you still have to check yes on that box. A lot of places are not even trying to hear, well, was it expunged, you know, whether, whether charges dropped or what was the situation. A lot of times just being arrested is enough to prevent you from trying to do whatever it is that you're trying to do. Now, for me, probably would not have been – from first of all, for them, in my opinion, that was not the smartest way for them to handle the situation, okay, to go through all of that, you know, rather than just – Leaving when asked, right? Or being like, all right, fine, whatever. Here, you want me to buy a drink? Like, even if you had an attitude, I'm sure they had attitudes. Just like I would have had attitude if you did deny me to be able to use the bathroom. Here, fine, here's a dollar. Give me a cup of coffee, whatever. Now can I use it? You know what I mean? Something like that. That Even that would have been a better way of dealing with the situation than just sitting there and refusing to leave. That, to me, that was stupid of them, to be perfectly honest with you. All right? Now, Here's the thing, and I said this, y'all got to be careful. See, we, we act real tough, right? Black folk act real tough around white folk. We, we, we you know, we have this whole, you know, and I, I, I know all about the hood, not from the hood, but I'm more familiar with the hood than most, trust and believe. And we have this whole no snitching, you know, policy. We, we, we'll snitch on the cops in a minute. You know, we'll, we have this, I mean, we had real tough, but go to the hood, right? Go, and you, know, you know what the poppy store is? That's just what they call it. You know, it's a pop, you know what I'm saying? If you're from the hood, you Hispanic, Spanish-owned businesses, corner stores, restaurants, breakfast shops like that, go into one of those spots and refuse to, because a whole different ball game, right? It, they will tell you straight up, no, you can't use the bathroom. You know what I mean? It ain't no question. No, we, yeah, we got a bathroom, but no, you can't use it. Or, I don't care if you're a customer or not. No, you can't use the bathroom. And they will tell you that and let you try to be like, well, I'm not. And they say, get out. I'm not leaving. They're going under the counter and pulling out the shotgun. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, don't act tough when you go downtown. Don't act tough with this small little white lady, you know, but when you know darn well, when, when, when a 300-pound black dude tells you to get out of his store, you know what I'm saying, or, or you're in the hood and somebody says, no, you can't use the bathroom, don't act like you're going to get tough because you know that's not, that's not how it will go down. You know that. But because they were in the white, around the white man, oh, it must be sweet. No, you're going to let me use the bathroom. I want to be tough. Call the cops. 
in the hood. They ain't calling the cops. So why is it a problem at, at the Starbucks, but you wouldn't do that in the hood at the hood breakfast spot? You know darn well you got to buy something. They tell you to buy something, you're going to buy something. Ain't nobody tough in the hood. That tells something, man. These, these hood people, people the, the situation in the hood, people be real humble. You ever notice that? Like, one boy, one dude, and I'm not even a thug. I'm like, dude stepped on my shoe. Oh, my God. Yo, my man, I'm sorry, bro. You good? My fault, babe. You good? You straight? Yo, yo chill. I'm good. Like, oh, my bad. Now, I know how it is. Them shoes, man. You got nice shoes on. Like, yo, you're straight. It's cool. I'm not not going to shoot you for stepping on my shoe. But that's how it is. That's the reality. People be real humble. Oh, no, I can't use your back. No, that's cool. Now, I just hold it. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? People, I mean, that's all. That, like, we try, we, and that's my, one of my issues with, with us. This whole situation wouldn't even be covered if the manager, manager was white. Oh, excuse me, if the manager was black. If the manager of that Starbucks was black. It, it, this would not even be a question. There's not a person in the country that would be talking about this situation if she was black, which kind of tells you, like, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's an issue, it's a problem. It's, 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 a, it's not equal. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 this is all media. You know what I'm saying? One of the things that I, I, I say, I said online, I said, a good rule of thumb for dining out is to actually order something. Yeah. But, I mean, like, at some point, we got to stop the BS. I mean, at some point, the BS has to stop. Okay, let me tell you all a story real quick. A couple weeks ago, I was at Dave & Buster's. It was, East, uh, was it? Yeah, Easter, and my daughter was off. She cheese on that Friday, and that Monday she was still off, so I took her to, uh, I took her to Dave & Buster's. Now, this is a very true story. I got the power card that I keep in my wallet because I never know, you know, when we're going to go to Dave and Buster. And I got all this money on there and so she can play the games. You know, you just slide the card or whatever. You accumulate the chips. And I didn't really feel it. was early. I was like, she was like, oh, can we go to Dave and Buster? I'm like, cool, let's go to Dave and Buster. I'm like, you know what, go ahead. It was like, it was a lot of people that said, you know, just go play. And like, here's the card, go play. I'm like, I'm going to be right here watching you. So I'm like, I'm going to sit, you know, if you, and I'm, and I'm talking about the one in Plymouth meeting from Philly. There's, there's a one right in Plymouth meeting. There's a one, another one downtown. If you're not, it's in the white neighborhood. It's, you know, it's Dave and Buster's. Most people know what Dave and Buster's is. Um, and so I said, I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit in the, in the booth. You go play. Here's the card. And this literally happened two weeks ago. My wife will tell you. Here's the card. I'm going to sit here and watch you while you go play. Now I'm sitting in the booth. Comes over, oh, hey, you know, okay, can I help you? Like, I'm just, you know, sitting there waiting, you know, my daughter's playing, but I just, I'll take a, a, give me a diet cherry Coke. Like, oh, that's it? Oh, yeah, that's good. I mean, I'm just really, you know, watching her play. I'm just kind of hanging out. So just, I'll just take a Coke. She's like, that's fine. You see how that works? Because I did not want to be a nigga. You know what I mean? And, we're, and I'm, I'm just being honest with y'all. That is what you do. We can sit around and act like, oh, I've heard so much stuff. Oh, you know, the culture at Starbucks is, you know, you just go there and sometimes you order things and sometimes you don't. Look, it's a business. You do not go to a business, a, a, a restaurant at that, a coffee shop, any type of business where they serve food and just sit there and not order anything. 
that you don't do that. And we and I don't I will go to my grave saying that. There's not a person that will convince me otherwise. You do not do that. Now, is it done? Absolutely. But that is is and I use this term online, a very niggardly thing to do. Now a lot of people think, oh, that's a racial look a lot of people didn't pass vocabulary. Niggardly is not a any has nothing to do with the word nigger. Okay? But it is a form of ignorance. Okay, that is an ignorant thing to do. Look it up. Just please, if you, people are, no, a lot of people have no idea what that term is. They didn't. That wasn't one of their vocabulary words in school. Look up niggardly. You do not do that. You do not go to a restaurant. You do not go to a business without ordering something if, if you plan on being there. Now, and, and I, I get it. I've been there. I've been, I've had business meetings. I did not want to be that guy sitting there waiting on someone for 10 minutes or 15 minutes and not order something, even if it's a glass of water. And just even if you're just like, hey, you know what, I'm waiting on someone. But, yeah, I'll take a water right now. I'll just, you know, just drink just so they know, just so it's no, you know what I'm saying, no issue. Where there are other – and I'm going to talk about the – I haven't even touched the race piece of it. Of course there were other people there that had not well, – I get it. That's what people do. That is ignorance. Okay, those other people there, that was ignorant of them to not to be there and not order something. I've specifically been at Starbucks and ordered some nasty crap. I don't even like nothing on their menu, but I specifically remember ordering something that I didn't even touch just because I knew I was going to be there waiting on someone. Here's we got to talk. We cannot talk about this situation and not talk about race. All right. What? Let's see. The problem, the, the foundation of this issue is not why they, why they were arrested, okay? The, the whole point of this situation is why were they approached in the first place? Why were they singled out as opposed to the white people who may have used the restroom prior to ordering? Why were they singled out? Because they were there and not ordered something. Hmm. We don't need any Jeopardy music here, guys. It's not hard because they're black. You know what I mean? But guess what? And I don't know what their situation is. I don't know what their upbringing is. But the way I was brought up was to acknowledge that I'm black. You know what I mean? It's like a foreign concept to some people. You're black living in America. One of, if not the most racist and corrupt countries in the world. You're black, and you're a black man in America. My, my, I remember it like it was yesterday. Growing up, my mother and father used to tell me every single day, "You're black. You cannot do the same things as these individuals and be looked at in the same way. You cannot do it." You will be targeted because of your race. You know, is that right? Absolutely not. But is that reality? Absolutely. And when people understand that, that's when you're able to really prosper and you have less of an issue. You know what I'm saying? Because you can navigate knowing what it is. I've been pulled over by the police. In fact, I did a whole special a few weeks ago. I just rebroadcasted it. 
you know, on how specifically what to do when you're pulled over by the cops to ensure you make it home alive back to your family. You have to understand that. The cops, there's a lot of battles that you're going to fight in this, in this world throughout the course of your life. But battles with the police, I can guarantee you, that is not a battle you're, you want to fight. That is not a battle you want to win in the moment. Okay? Listen to what I'm saying. Does that mean you have to be a punk? Does that mean you have to allow yourself to be taken, care, taken advantage of? No. But in that moment, and I've had cops tell you, you could be given a race. This is what people need to understand. If someone in a, a position of power, you know, discriminates against you, they say, get out. They say, in, in a better situation, if you're, if you're pulled over by the cops, the cops says, get out the car, nigger, piece of shit. You know, guess what you do? You get out the car. You know what I mean? Cop says, put your hands behind your back. You don't say, what do you mean? What you put me? No, no, you don't do that unless you're stupid. The only reason you will do that is if you're stupid, is if you have a death wish. That's the only reason someone would do that, right? I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. Unless you want to die, unless you're suicidal, in 2018, you will not do that unless you're stupid because these cops will kill you. You see what I'm saying? So because we know that, like, if you know these cops are racist, if you know half of these managed people in management, these town watch people like George Zimmer and Roman around, if you know that there are people out there who will kill you, why would you put yourself into a situation where you could be potentially killed? It, it, that just, to me, that's stupid. You see what I'm saying? That is, now, does that mean that they have, you allow them to get away with their racial bias? No, that's not what that means. But there are proper channels to go through. They could have, I mean, there's so many different things that you do, not when the cops show up. That's not the time to protest. That's not the time. That's because that's in the moment. You can file a lawsuit. You can call the regional director that, you know, that filters up to the national director, the CEO. You get the news camera. Everything that you want to do can still be done without you being arrested. Hey, I was discriminated against. Hey, I was, you know, kicked out of this place for what reason, for what purpose? Nowadays, people are recording these things so that people can see exactly what's going on so that you're not taken advantage of and you can still get what you, what you deserve. But to, in that moment, be told to leave an establishment, you, and you refuse, you are now a criminal. You are now committing what's called criminal trespassing. That's, unden- that's undeniable. That, to me, that was not the best way of handling that situation that they obviously should not have been put in to begin with. A lot of people don't listen on social media. When you're typing things, People don't want to, they can't really hear, they just see what they're typing. They don't really see what you're saying. I've been saying the same thing over and over again. This is not their quote-unquote fault. This is not about saying, oh, those men were wrong. It's not about right or wrong. It's about, hey, how can we not have this situation in the future? How could they have handled that differently? How could the manager have handled it differently? The whole situation should not have happened. Hey, if I need to use your restroom, I got to take a leak. Let me take a leak. Hey, I'm going to order something. Just give me a minute. Chill. 
I get it. Like, that's fine. But the moment that it escalates to that point, hey, I'd like you to leave. You get out. You do not stay in a place where you are told to leave if that's a privately owned establishment. That's a crime. You see what I'm saying? And then here's the ultimate question that I have. I said that when, why were those men, after, after an extended conversation with those police, why did they still not leave? You see what I'm saying? Why did they still not leave after the police officer said, hey, this, we're asking you to leave. You know, they, they were told to leave. We, at this point, it's not just her asking you to leave. Now, I'm telling you to leave. I know for a fact they were not arrested prior to being given a direction to leave. Okay, that's not that's how that was. They, they they could they had every opportunity in the world to leave at that point. They chose just you know what I'm just gonna continue trespassing. To me and how I was raised and why I'm 40 years old and never had a significant problem with the police or really with anyone for that matter is because for me it's just it's not smart. 2018, put you knowingly and willingly. Put yourself into a situation, a confrontational situation, with police. That's not smart to me. You know what I mean? I, I understand. You know, and people, the most ridiculous thing, people are comparing this to Rosa Parks. Well, what about, listen, 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 listen. this is, that's, I don't even, that's totally different. It has nothing to do with Rosa Parks whatsoever. You know what I mean? Absolutely nothing. See, the difference is Rosa Parks was not breaking a law. She was a victim of discrimination and that whole uh, just discrimination. She said, I'm going to – there was no law that said black folk have to sit in the back of the bus. That was like an unspoken thing. That's just what it was. Like if you're black, you don't take up a spot from a white person. But there was no law that said that. That's just, so she chose to just do what she was, had every right to do, did not break a law. She just said, I'm not getting up. And that's what sparked that whole national outrage and the whole boycotting, you know, of that. But this is totally, totally different. These guys were committing an actual crime. You know, these cops, somebody, we were talking to someone online, they said, well, you know, these, these cops, and they don't just go out trying to kill people. And what people need to understand is police are not, most cops, I know black cops, I know white cops, most cops, you know, they have, they don't, that's not their goal. They're not there to kill you. They're not there to, um, you know, to, to have a, an incident. But a lot of these situations, most of these situations, they escalate so quickly. And because you're scared, they're scared, everything is tense, it could be the slightest thing that could set the person off. You know what I'm saying? Go back and listen to my, all these shows I've talked about. Philando, Alton Sterling, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland. Like, I've talked about all these situations. Trayvon Martin, Troy Davis, Gina Six. I've been on the air for a very long time. This is one of the original podcasts in the entire country. There's no situation that I haven't talked about. And any type of time, for me, it's not about wrong versus right. It's about what, how can we learn from this? How can we move forward so that there are no more Tamir Rice's? How can we move forward so there are no more Philando Castiles? I could have been Philando Castile. Literally. 
I told you all a few weeks ago on the show I did, I said, you know, officer, I got to let you know, I do have a gun. You know, it's right there. You know, he said, all right, chill, don't reach for it. The only difference is whatever happened with Philando, that's when the shots came. You know what I'm saying? So I literally, that literally could have been me on a number of occasions. But you see what I'm saying? You got to you gotta figure out, hey, how can we not allow this to happen again? Let me tell you a quick story. And this was interesting because I, I, was, I was young. I was in high school. I'm walking. If you're from Philly, I'm in Willow Grove Mall, fairly big mall here in the Philadelphia area. And I was stupid back then. I was a junior in high school. Like maybe even been a sophomore. I, was, I was, uh, went to the hat store, Lids, in fact. So I went to Lids, and I bought a, a fitted cap. And I was so excited to get this, this fitted cap on. And, and so I'm, I, I, I had the hat, and I bought the hat. You know, I had the receipt. I had the, you know what I mean, the bag. But I cut, I parked. The way I was parked there was uh, actually my parents were picking me up. They came to get me outside of Macy's. Actually, back then it was Strawbridge's. And I was, I, so I had to cut through Strawbridge's. As I'm walking through, I was so excited to get the hat on. I, you know, I took the hat out the bag. I threw the bag in the trash, threw the receipt in the trash. I'm tearing the tags off the hat, and I put the hat on, and I'm about to walk out because I think my parents were picking up right outside. And not, I didn't get to the door. As soon as I get to the door, two big old uh, security guards are like, yo, come here, sir. Come here, sir. Grab my arm. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Give us the hat. We don't, you know, we don't want any problems. Just give us the hat back. You be on your merry way. We don't need to involve the police. Just give us the hat. You're not leaving with it. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is my hat. I'm like, I just bought this. Like, Sir, just give us the hat back. I'm like, this is a freaking fitted. Y'all don't even carry these. I bought this at Liz. And then I'm like, look, the receipt is right there in the trash can. And then one of them got smart. I was like, oh, shoot. We, they realized, like, this is a baseball cat. Like, we don't even have these here. So they ended up letting me go. But it was like maybe a 10, 15-minute thing. And I told my parents about it. And uh, they were they were trying to figure out, like, yo, they were really talking about suing them and figuring out the best thing to do. And this was before the whole, you know, how it is today. It's, like I said, this was, what, you know, over 20, what, 25 years ago. So my point is, is that I could have been hype. I could have been belligerent. You know, I could have fought with the security guards. But I just simply tried to let them know, like, yo, this isn't your head. You know, and so – that is an example. You don't, for me, and you, people do what they want to do, but your life will be a lot easier. Things will go a lot smoother if you fight the battle after the fact. It's a lot easier to file a complaint or file a lawsuit after the fact than staying there in the moment where you could possibly be tackled, you know, thrown to the ground. <laughs> Who needs all of that? You know, I'm not going to talk your ears off with this stuff, man, but, you know, was this an, an issue of racial discrimination? You, you darn right it was. Of course it was. Only an idiot would say it wasn't. You know, if they were white, of co- I mean, it's, it's amazing going on social media and seeing people actually arguing that point. Like, that's not what it is. Of course it is. Like, duh, that, 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 that's common sense. Of course, too, if they were white, we wouldn't even be talking about that. Or if they were white or if the manager was black, either way we would be talking about this. Of course it's race, but guess what? We live in America. 
But my issue is don't give them – don't give them a reason. Guess what I wasn't allowed? We couldn't do anything growing up. I couldn't have guns growing up. We couldn't play – you know, we couldn't play toy guns, water guns. We, guns were not allowed in the house. Um, we, I could not wear starter jackets. That's when everybody had to start it, all the sports teams, like the Raiders. Back then when I was growing up, they were robbing people for starter jackets. You know what I'm saying? They were still like you, had, especially the Raiders started black, all black. Oh, you were getting stuck up for them. So my mom and dad said, "No, nah, you're not. We're not getting you started, Jack. Because just, just we don't want to have that. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to have that problem. We didn't. I didn't have the Jordans. I didn't have like because they were sticking people up for the Jordans. That's when they were doing that back in the day. Gold chains, leather jackets. Couldn't have leather jackets. They were sticking people up for those. Not only that, but back in the day, and ironically. Um, there was this stigma attached with people with, that would wear hoodies. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, that's what the drug dealers were wearing. So it was like the beepers, you know, the pagers that they had on the hip, uh, you know, the hoodies, the baggy jeans. That was then and even now uh, basically how drug dealers and criminals, many of them dressed. And so that was, did that mean that everyone who dressed like that was a, was a criminal? Of course not. But that was the stigma. And so back in the day, my parents grew up, they, they taught me, you know what, it's better to be, you could be right. She's like, you could be right, but you can also be dead. She's like, so we would rather err on the side of caution and have you alive rather than try to go out and prove a point and, and you be dead. And I'm thankful for that. And, I, you know, people you raise, I got two kids, so that's how I raised them, but Y'all raise your kids however you want. You carry yourselves how you want. But for me, it makes more sense to be alive. Let me ask y'all a question. Let me just ask a quick question. Fortunately, this did not happen. But what, 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 what if, you know, manager says, all right, I want you to leave. No, I ain't leaving. Say, I'm not leaving. I'm sitting here. I'm going to use your bathroom or whatever the case is. And they say, okay, I'm going to call the cops. The cops come, and they didn't have their donuts that morning. You know, they, they, they're pissed off that day. Fortunately, it seemed like they were pretty mild-mannered police officers, just put them in handcuffs, whatever took them out. But let's just say they were a little bit more aggressive. Let's just say they wanted to prove a point. Maybe they themselves were racist. You know, let's just say they said, you know, get your black ass on the ground. They're beating them and doing different things. God forbid, you know, like like my man in uh what's the name Fruitville Station. He he said, "What do you say? I, I I thought it was the taser. You know, they, they resisted. I thought it was a taser, but it was really a gun. You shot him in the back. You know what I'm saying? Let's just say, you know I'm saying, you never know. You never know. Like for me, I would not want to even take a chance at that happening. Fortunately, it didn't go that route. But I'm just saying." Would that have been worth it over using a bathroom and just not wanting to leave when somebody told you to leave? Would that have been worth it? This would be a much different conversation if, if you know, heaven forbid, one of those people lost their lives, one of those men lost their lives. Would it have been worth it? I can, you know, absolutely say it would not have been worth it. Now, as a result of this situation, we're seeing a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of, in the aftermath of this, uh, people are talking about boycotting Starbucks, and a lot of people are saying, you know, let's let's just stop eating at Starbucks. Here's my thoughts on that: anyone can own a Starbucks. 
you can I don't know if this was in fact a franchise or what the situation was, but you can go out and buy a subway for a few hundred thousand dollars. You can go out and buy a McDonald's for a few hundred thousand dollars. You can buy a Starbucks for maybe three or four hundred thousand dollars, depending on the, 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 the area. Um, you know, and you can hire your own staff, you can manage it how you want to manage it. Obviously you're gonna have corporate regulations and things like that. But you know, you can do that. So I mean, if that because that's the way a lot of these franchises are set up, that literally could be one person, one one manager, one employee that has a problem with race or you know whatever the situation is, and maybe just an ignorant person. Why would you boycott an entire franchise, an entire corporation, because of one particular franchise? You see, I mean, for me, that that doesn't make sense. Now, I I I like the fact that people did protest. Okay, fine, you protested, you made your point. Let's see what the man, let's see what the the CEO is going to say. You know, let's see what 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 what's going to happen. Like, what's the result? What are we hoping to accomplish here? They got arrested. They weren't charged. You know, I mean, at what point? I mean, what what would you like to happen? I you know I saw the you know a, a few different apologies from the CEO. Um, they have said that they are going to close, I think, what, May 26th or whatever, they're going to close 8,000 stores for a few hours for racial discrimination training. Um, and from what I understand, that, that those few hours that the stores, that all those stores are going to be closed, they're going to lose $12 million just for a few hours of being closed for training. They're losing $12 million. Yet they're still doing it, and I—I I mean, what, I mean, at that point, it's like, you know, what else do you want? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I mean, especially, you know, because at the end of the day, they were wrong. You know, and you—and we cannot get around that. They, you know, I say they were wrong. I mean, they were wrong for not leaving when they were told to leave. That became trespass. And so, but like I said, it's—it's it's over with. Um, I like pe- I like to be done with this whole thing. Um, I'm still seeing people talking about it. Still, I'm sure there are going to be more interviews and more information that comes out. But for me, the situation is over with. I'm not a Starbucks drinker or, or you know what I'm saying, a coffee drinker. I don't really go to Starbucks like that. Um, and so, yeah, that's just what it is, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish those brothers the best, you know, but for me, at the end of the day, Let's you know. Let's let's try to move forward and, and not put ourselves in situations that, in, in a lot of cases, through no fault of our own. I don't want people to lose that message. There, you got to understand. There are so many racist individuals out here. Okay, there are a lot of racist people. There are racist jobs. Your boss at your job is probably racist. You don't even know it. You know, the guy who you takes your order at Staples might be racist. You're going to encounter racism. One guy I thought I was cool with back in the day. I was in elementary school. He called me a black bitch. You know what I mean? I was like, dang, man, I didn't know you were racist. You know what I mean? Like, you will encounter those types of people. But the question is, how do you handle yourself? You can't control other people. You can't, like those black men, they could not control that woman 
and whatever issues she was dealing with that she didn't want them to allow them to take a leak. You know, she wanted to you know, take it to that next level. I want you to leave. That Was that unnecessary? You darn right it was. Just let them go to the bathroom. Hey, I'm waiting for somebody. All right, chill. Just, uh, it didn't have to get to that point. But the question is, how do you handle yourself? And like I said, I still believe that there was more than more that was said than it's not that it's been reported. It's like I told you in the beginning, nobody's stupid. They, I'm pretty sure they let that woman know how they thought about how they were being targeted, and that led to her saying, you know what, just get out. You know. Now, one thing that I do want to say is one thing that I'd like to see Starbucks do, is, and other and, and all companies, be very clear about what your policies are. Because here's the thing. They, the CEO even said it. He was like, we have a, a very strict loiter, no loitering policy. So if you're in a situation where you know that a store doesn't allow loitering or you know that that place you have to order something or you could be possibly uh, asked to leave, then let that be known, you know, and, and be consistent with it. You know, don't let that policy be for the black the black dudes that come in. Have that policy across the board. You know, I mean, like, don't make waves either. You know what I mean? Like, if, if everybody is doing one thing and you come in doing your own thing, don't be surprised if you're asked to. I mean, it's like there's so many different things that we we can do differently, as well as the, the management uh, could do differently. You know, if you can't go up to the black folk and be like. You know, I want you to leave where there are other people there doing the exact same thing. I get that. That absolutely is discrimination. That's never been my argument. That's what I think a lot of people miss. That's where it gets lost in translation through social media. This has never been about was this or wasn't this discrimination. It's about how can we as African Americans better navigate these situations to ensure, one, we don't. We aren't getting arrested. We aren't getting harassed by the police. We aren't losing our lives. We need to understand. And I, I teach my kids this. I hope you guys will teach your kids this as well. You are black, and unfortunately, you can. I, you know, you can. I was always told, you can be whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do in this life. But understand, you cannot do what you want to do and do the same things as white folk and expect to be viewed the same. It would be nice. It would be be very nice. But unfortunately, we do live in America and things are not equal. Things will never be equal. We will always be lesser citizens to them. That's why, like, I don't get surprised at this stuff. I expect this stuff. I go, I go, I play tennis out in the suburbs. I'm in a tennis league, and a lot of my matches are out in the suburbs. I could be walking up, the one time I was walking up to the tennis court, got out of my car. I walked past this, uh, this, this other car, a woman was in the car. I hear she locks her doors. I'm like, yo, what are you locking your door for? Like, it's the middle of the day. I'm going up to the court with my tennis bag, with my tennis clothes on. Like, you're locking your door for what reason? But I understand that. You know, I mean, there's there's sometimes I don't even want to go through that, so I'll go all the way around to avoid that. You know what I mean? Just to just to 
You know what I mean? Because I don't even like dealing with that. Remember, my grandfather was telling me he uh, before he passed away, he was telling me that down south, my actually my mom was telling me this story, and she was saying that she was walking with my grandfather, and they were on the sidewalk, and a white man was coming towards them, and my mom, you know, she just you know walked on her side of the sidewalk, and then the guy, my actually my grandfather, he stepped off into the street to allow the white man to pass. Now, that's just because he was, he said he, that's where he grew up. And growing up in that down south, not doing that or brushing against that white man's arm literally could have meant your life. They find you hanging from a tree for stuff like that, whistling at a white woman, staring at a white woman, making eye contact with the wrong person. Should it have been like that? Should you not be? Should he have had to? This was modern day. Should he have had to step onto the street to allow the white men to pass? Of course not. That shouldn't have been that way. But he—that's—that's he, that's what he, that was—that's that was the reality of the time that when he grew up. And unfortunately, it's sad to say, things really haven't changed that much. So, I'll leave y'all with this, man. Y'all, y'all, you know, a lot of these were these black men wrong. Were they wrong for, first of all, was the one, put it like this, was the woman wrong for targeting them out and calling them out on behavior that other white patrons of the restaurant were not called out on? She absolutely was wrong for that. Where these black men were wrong was for trespassing, was for when they were asked to leave, not leaving. That they were wrong for that. That's uh, you can't, that's undeniable. It's a privately owned establishment. They were asked to leave. They did not leave. That's why they were arrested. Now, here's the other question: Were the police officers wrong? I've heard people debating this. Were those police officers wrong in that situation? No. Police. If I if I punch if I punch my wife, okay, my wife calls the cops, says, "Hey, he punched me." They are not the judicial branch of the government. If she says, I was punched, they have a job to do, which is to arrest me for assault. They're, it's not their job to say, hey, what, did you punch her? No, we're not. Let me see your face. Let me see your face to see if you punch her. No, no. It's their job to arrest me, period, point blank, in the story. It's up to the district attorney to determine, do they want to prosecute me? It's up to the, a jury to tell me, hey, you are either innocent or guilty. It's not the police officer's job to determine guilt or innocence. That's the judicial side of things. Police are called for trespassing. There is a question of either you're trespassing or not. Hey, did you ask these gentlemen to leave? Yes, I did. Did they leave? No, they did not. Cool, you're under arrest. That They weren't wrong for that. Now, the district attorney did the right thing, in my opinion, by choosing not to prosecute them, right? That so that's where the and I say I'm not into the whole blame game, right versus wrong. Hey, who? What could we have done differently? How could it have been avoided? How can we avoid it for the future? That's what my agenda is. I don't know all this other stuff. Let's just talk about stuff and be mad about stuff and protest and argue and be pissed off. That's not what I'm into. How can we save some lives? How can we save the next guy? 
from being arrested? How can we prevent the next Trayvon? How can we prevent Tamir Rice? It is what it is. Nobody lost their life. I told you all in the beginning of the show. There's so much more stuff more important. Do I feel sorry for Meek Mill? Do I feel sorry for these, these guys? I don't even feel sorry for them. I don't. It's hard. I do not. Like I told you, there are Christians being beheaded just for saying I love Jesus. So, no, I do not feel sorry for some guys that were arrested at Starbucks. Sorry. You know what I mean? I'm going to get ready to wrap it up, guys. I, I appreciate you guys for listening. I do this. Any type of, uh, you know, issue like this, situation like this, whether, you know, if it's in the news, if people are hyped about it or talking about it, you can bet you're going to hear me talking about it just from a little bit different perspective. I'm pretty sure you won't hear people talking about this situation from what you just hear, from the perspective uh, that you just heard uh, today. So thank you all for listening. Follow me on social media, guys, at Dayton Tolbert on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Dayton Tolbert. Uh, add yourself to the Friends of the Dayton Tolbert Show Facebook group uh, to keep up to date with uh, upcoming topics and situations and things like that. And uh, I will see you all next week.
Wait until I come and rock your 